You are listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. God is mighty to save. Know how God is a God who vindicates us in this message by Pastor Jonathan Ramirez. Now, sa oras na ito, pag-uusapan natin is about in times of injustice. Siguro narinig nyo na yung mga mensahe ng mga nakalipas na panahon na tinasabi natin that worship is more than a song. It is more than a song in such a way that in every situation of life, God is looking at us on the way we respond to situation. Yung response ba natin is that a manifestation of our worship before God or we are just reacting to situation? Sometimes we react in the carnality of our mind, in the carnality of our emotion rather than react according to the will of God and glorifying Him still even in the midst of difficulties. Now, ito medyo kabig- mabigat ho ito dahil in times of injustice, sino po sa inyo nakaranas na na mabiktima kayo ng kawalang katarungan or injustisya, taas ang kamay? Wala? Yung bang pinagbintangan kayo, siniraan kayo sa kumpanya ninyo, o kaya biglang tinanggal kayo sa trabaho na walang kaabog-abog, o kaya bigla pa lang hindi nyo alam sa boss nyo kayo ay binabanatan ng wala namang kayong kasalanan at ginagawang masama. Okay? O kaya naman, medyo-medyo mabigat-bigat sa negosyo, na one, two, three kayo, biktima ka ng industisya, o kayong property mo, biglang may kumuhang iba, nilagay sa pangalan na, usong-uso na kasi ngayon yung may titulo ka, pag makita mo, sampu pala kayo may titulo. <laughs> lahat kayo nagkiklaim, lahat naman kayo, din ang nagbayad. At yun ay talagang industisya yun. Sino nakaranas na ng industisya sa kanilang buhay, tasa kamay? Okay. Now, yung iba na hindi pa, kung sakali man, Halimbawa man, dahil kasi sinasabing life is not fair. And most of the time, life is not fair. Sa Tagalog, ang buhay ay walang pamasahe. Tama ba yun? Life is not fair. Hindi patas daw ang buhay. Yeah? Somehow, yes, that's true. Because Jesus Christ was crucified without sin. That's unfair, right? Si Jesus mismo ay biktima ng inhustisya. So, but he nevertheless, he went through that process still glorifying God. In what way? Nung sinabi niyang ama, patawarin mo sila sa lahat ng kanilang ginagawa. Di nila alam ang kanilang ginagawa. So yun pala, mag-glorify niya na ang kanyang ama kahit sa kabila ng inhustisya. At siguro familiar kayo dito sa mga simbolo na yan. Diba? Bakit sa palagay ninyo, yung babae dyan ay nakapiring? Ha? Eh, ibig sabihin yan, kaya naka, may timbangan, di ba? Ibig sabihin, patas. Di ba? Tapos, nakapiring. Bakit? Dahil siya ay walang tinitingnan, walang tinititigan, walang kinikilingan, servisyong totoo lang. Dahil hindi natutulog ang balita. Eh, kung ano ba sila, sabi ko? May nagsalitaro kasi, napadadala ako eh. Okay. So, ibig sabihin, walang kinikilingan ang batas. Pantay-pantay. Okay? But we know the reality of life. Kahit sabihin natin, ideally, na dapat ang lahat ay nabibigyan ng gustisya o nabibigyan ng katarungan, pero still, in this life, mararanasan natin ang kawalan ng katarungan. Diba? Now, how do we respond towards injustice? Paano tayo magre-respond sa mga injustices? Alam nyo, yung mga actions natin are reflections of how we perceive God. This, yung mga actions natin are reflections of our perceptions of God. Kung paano ka nagre-respond sa isang bagay, ito ay nagpapakita o nagpapahayag lamang kung paano mong 
tinitignan ang Diyos sa iyong buhay. At kung paano mong tinitignan ang Diyos sa iyong buhay, yun din ang magdetermine kung ano rin naman yung mga susunod na gagawin mo. At yan po yung subject ng ating pag-aaralan sa oras na ito. Now let me just give you first a sample on how people respond to injustice. Sabi nung yung iba, kapag sila ay naging biktima ng inustisya, anong gagawin nila? Maghihiganti sila. They will put the law into their own hands. Busa ka. Sampala ka lang. Di ba? Buhay sa buhay na eh. Okay? Yung iba naman, kahit ng mga kristyano, sasabihin is, sandali lang, magbabackside lang ako. Three minutes lang. Halika rito, hahamunin kita. Anyway, pagkitasan three minutes, magre-repent ako uli. People react negatively in injustices. Yung iba, angel, sa pamagitan ng galit. Okay? Maring wala nga ginagawang pagganti, pero yung galit nasa kanilang puso. Tignan nyo yung katabi nyo. Hindi ba mukhang galit yan? Ha? Yung mahirap kasi pagka may galit eh, nagmamanifest din sa itsura ng muka. Di ba? Pag may galit sa puso, ang number one biktima, hindi yung, nam- hindi yung kanyang kaaway, ang unang biktima siya mismo. Dahil kapag may galit ka sa puso mo, alipin ka ng galit, affected ang buong kalagayan mo sa buhay. Even yung the way you decide and the way you think. Iba naman, they would just be silent. Apathy. Ibig sabihin, it's a sign of hopelessness. Ibang, wala na ako magagawa dyan. Wala na gagawa ako. Tainit na lang. Gumigip up sa isang situation. Di ba? Iba naman, they would just expose the truth. Sabi nga, because it's the truth that set people free. Maring tama, pero you have also to consider, baka yung taong i-expose mo, nagsisi na sa kanyang kasalanan. At baka may nagsisi na siya, nag-repent na, pagkatapos, ano kaya yung posibleng epekto kung siya ay i-expose mo pa? Di ba? So, you have to look into so many considerations. Iba ba legal confrontation or force? Di ba? Siguro, nabalitaan nyo na yung about ang patuan massacre. Hindi ba? Hindi ko sinasabi kung si ang patuan o ang patuan clan ay guilty o hindi guilty. But certainly, sa dami ho nang namatay ng mga media people at ng mga inusenteng tao, certainly may nagplano at gumawa ng bagay nito na siyang dapat naman nagut sa batas. At nangangailangan magkaroon ng legal confrontation or force. So, kailangan gumamit ng mga polis. Okay? Yung iba naman is intentional mercy. It's not just mercy because this is the hardest decision that a person would make. Yung ikaw ay mahahabag, yung ikaw ay magpapatawad, and you will just let go and also liberate yourself. Intentional, dahil kinakailangan maging intentional because it does not come naturally. Pagka ikaw na-open ka, ang hirap yata magpatawad nun. I know of a person, nag-testify na to sa 700 Club, kaya aram na rin ng marami, isang babae, anak siya ng pastor, ng isang napakalaking church, siya ay pinagsamantala ng pitong lalaki sa loob mismo ng kanilang sariling bahay. Sila ay ninakawan, Itong lalaki ang nanggahasa sa kanya, siya ay dalaga, siya ay walang asawa, siya ay birhen sa madalis salita, and she was able to identify these people, but nevertheless, for the peace of everyone, she forgave them all. Mahirap. It's the hardest step and decision to make. That's why it is intentional, and it takes the grace of God for us to do it. Now, ito yung pag-aaralan natin sa buhay ni David, how he responded to injustice because that is a reflection on how he see God in the situation of his life. And more or less, as we study this, makikita ninyo, ano ba yung sekreto ni David? Bakit ganun yung mga naging kilos niya? Okay, tumayo po tayong lahat. Pasahin po natin. 
And I'm reading from the latest version of the NIV. Okay? Yung NIV ho na Bible ninyo ngayon, may kaibahan ng translation, doon po sa NIV na babasahin ko. Okay? But since this is the latest, allow me to read this. Psalm 57, beginning verse 1 up to 3. Have mercy on me, my God, have mercy on me. For in you I take refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. I cry to God most high, to God who vindicates me. He sends from heaven and saves me, rebuking those who hotly pursue me. God sends forth His love and His faithfulness. Now there is a story in every song. Yung awit na yan ni David, isang panalangin at awit ng pagsamba ay mayroong istorya sa likod nito. At ito yung susunod nating babasahin, yung panimulang bahagi ng istorya na yun. 1 Samuel 24, beginning verse 1, up to 4. After Saul returned for pursuing the Philistines, he was told, David is in the desert of Engedi. So Saul took 3,000 able young men from all Israel and set out to look for David and his men near the crags of the wild goats. He came to the sheep pens along the way. A cave was there, and Saul went in to relieve himself. David and his men were far back in the cave. The man said, This is the day the Lord spoke of when he said to you, I will give your enemy into your hands for you to deal with as you wish. Then David crept up unnoticed and cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Let's bow down our head. Lord, our trust is in you, and we entrust to you our lives. Samahan mo po kami sa pag-aaral ng iyong salita. Ang dalangin po namin, bigyan mo kami ng banal na pagkaunawa, maramdaman po namin ang iyong kapangyarihan sa aming buhay habang ikaw ay nangungusap sa bawat isa sa amin. At inadalangin po namin na maitaas lamang ang pangalan ni Jesus sa aming kalagitnaan. Itong aming dalangin sa pangalan ni Jesus. Lahat ay magsabi ng Amen. amen. Maupo po tayong lahat. Okay. May dalawa pong bahagi yung atin pong pag-aaralan sa oras na ito. Yung Book of Psalms, yun yung palalangin at pagsamba ni David sa Diyos. Sa pumagitan ng verses 1 to 3, makikita natin kung paanong tinitignan ni David ang Diyos sa kanyang buhay. At ito ay mayroong istorya. Yung awit na yon ay mayroong istorya. Okay? At doon sa istorya na yon yung binasa natin sa 1 Samuel 24, doon natin makikita kung papaanong si David nag-respond sa situation at ito ay nakabatay naman sa kung papaano niyang tinitignan ng Diyos. So meron pong tatlong bahagi yung atin pong pag-aaralan. How David saw God in times of injustice. Una, tinignan niya ang Diyos bilang kanyang protector. Sabi natin, protector. Ang tagapagsangga sa kanya. Tagapagprotekta sa kanya. Pangalawa, papaano niyang tinignan ng Panginoon as the vindicator. Isang nagpapawal ang sang Diyos o nagpapawalang sala sa kanya at nagtatalaga ng katotohanan. At pangatlo ay yung how he saw God as his Savior bilang tagapagligtas na hindi lamang nag-aalis sa kanya sa kaguluhan, kundi kumakalaban din sa mga taong kumakalaban kay David dahil sila ay mga wicked people. Sa ganyan po tayo dadaloy sa pag-aaral ng mensahe ng Panginoon. Unahin po natin, being a protector. The God who shields him from harm. Now, Sabi po ng verse 1 kanina, Have mercy on me, my God. Have mercy on me. 
For in you I take refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. Dito po makikita natin maliwanag as I highlighted the word refuge. Ikaw ang aking sanggalang, ikaw ang aking taguan. You are my hiding place. Sa iyo ako nagkukubli. So it talks about God as His protector. Kayo ba, do you consider God as your protector? Good. Now, tignan po natin sa dali at silipin natin yung istorya. Okay? Alam natin, ito'y pinag-aralan natin kahit anong first day pa, pero ulitin ko. Alam natin na si Saul, King Saul, yung kasalukuyang hari, at si King Saul, silos na silos. Napakalaki ng insecurity itong kay David. Okay? Dahil mas hinahangaan si David ng marami kaysa kay Haring Saul. Dahil simula nang si David ay pumasok sa service, mas marami ang mga panalo at mga napapatay ni David ng kanyang mga sundalo kay King Saul. So, David became a threat in the kingship of King Saul. Siya'y pinagbintangan na nagre-rebelde. Pero sa katunayan, alam din naman ni Haring Saul na hindi naman talaga nagre-rebelde si David. Ginagamit lang niya yung issue para mapatay niya si David dahil alam niyang si David ay threat sa kanyang trono. Nakon yung ibig sabihin? So, kita niyo yung nagagawa ng insecurity? Marahil yung iba sa inyo ay naiintriga sa inyong mga opisina. Mga product kayo ba yung iba dahil sa nai-insecure? Sinisiraan kayo ginagawang kayo ng hindi maganda dahil alam nila, threat sila o threat kayo sa kanilang buhay o threat kayo sa kanilang posisyon. Now, yun po ang situation ni David. Kaya nga, si David hinahabol ni King Saul together with his men kung saan magpunta at madesire nila kung nasaan si David, hinahabol nila pag nagtatangka nilang patayin itong si David. So si David refused to have a confrontation against King Saul. Dahil may respect pa rin si David kay Haring Saul. Kaya, imbis na makipaglaban frontal, sila'y umiiwas, tumatakbo na lamang. Okay? Now, during that moment, it's a prayer na to, sa Psalm 57.1, ang sabi niya, For in you, I take refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. Ito yung palalangin Ito yung confession ni David. Na sa panahon ang kanyang buhay ay nanganganib, iisa lang ang kanyang lalapitan ay ang Diyos. Tanungin ko sa bawat isa sa atin, if you believe that God is your protector, mayroon pa ba kayong ibang pupuntahan para hinga ng proteksyon? Hindi ko minamasama sa isang opisina may security guard. Okay? Hindi ko minasama kung isang public official ay mayroong bodyguard. But you know what? Ultimately, we have to put into our minds and into our hearts that ultimately, our trust is in the Lord. That God is going to protect us. Not because we are worthy to be protected, but because we cry out for God's mercy. Now, si David po, he was innocent about the accusation against him. Innocent siya. Sa madaling salita, yung binibintang sa kanyang rebellion, hindi totoo. Walang katotohanan. But let me tell you this, as a human being, as a person, hindi ko sinasabing si David is a perfect man. He was not a perfect man. As a human being, just like you and me, may pangapagkukulang din siya sa Diyos. Amen? 
nagkakasala din siya. Therefore, ang pagtawag niya sa Diyos is in view of God's mercy in his life. Kaya sabi niya, have mercy on me, my God, have mercy on me. Ay nihingi niya yung habag din ng Panginoon sa kanyang buhay. Dahil alam niya, kapag ang Panginoon hindi nahabag sa kanya, anytime pwede siyang mamatay. Tandaan natin ang kalaban niya ay presidente ng kanilang, sa kanilang panahon. At mayroong sa kasalukuyan yun, 3,000 armies, 3,000 soldiers ang humahanting kay David. Nagiging legal kahit hindi legal dahil hari yung naguutos. Now, si David yung maasa siya sa habag ng Panginoon sa kanyang buhay dahil naiintindihin niya kung anong ibig sabihin ng kahabagan ng Panginoon. Na hanggat ginagawad ng Diyos ang kanyang habag kay David, David would always be protected. Do we depend on the mercy of God? Or do we look at ourselves someone was worthy of God's protection. Pag tayo maharap tayo sa Diyos and we are asking for something, we always ask in humility because we know that we are unworthy before God. Tama? That's, that's the way David looked at himself. God is his protector, but at the same time, he asked God's protection in view of God's mercy upon his life. Now, dahil naiintindihan ni David, nang Diyos ang magbibigay ng protection sa kanya. At alam ni David na ito dahil sa mayamang habag ng Panginoon. Tignan natin kung ano yung kanyang naging gesture nung nagkaroon siya ng pagkakataon na itong si Haring Saul ay kanyang mapatay. Okay. Sabi ng 1 Samuel 24 verses 5 to 7. Tanda natin yung istorya kanina. Okay. Si David, nabalitaan ni Haring Saul, Okay, nasa Desert of Engedi. Nung punta kami sa Israel, nakita ko namin yung Desert of Engedi. Wow, maa-amaze ka. Ang daming mga bundok na may mga iba't ibang kuweba. At pumasok ka sa kuweba, parang may aircon. Hindi humainit, contrary sa pagkakaalam natin. Okay? Sabi si David na naroon sa Desert of Engedi, isang sa mga kuweba na doon sila nagtatago. So, nagsama ng 3,000 soldiers itong si King Saul at lumusob sila. Now, hindi nila alam Nung sila ay pumasok na doon sa isang kuweba at doon ay magpapahinga si King Saul, hindi niya alam naroon din si David at saka yung kanyang mga men. At naroon sa far back of the king, siguro malaki yung king, nasa bandang dulo pa si David. Kaya nung pumasok sila King Saul, hindi nila alam na naroon si David, pero may nagsabi kay David, ito na yung araw na sinabi ni Lord sa iyo na i-deliver niya sa iyong mga kamay ang mga kalaban mo. Ito na yun, ito na yun. Sabi ni David, bakit? Kasi nandiyan-dyan si Haring Saul together with his soldiers. Ito na ang pagkakataon mo, natutulog sila. Di ba? Sarap bumawi na. Kung kayo yung inargabyado, siniraan kayo sa boss. Parang lugi-lugi ka. Sabi, ito na ang pagkakataon ko. Ikaw naman ang yayariin ko. So ito ngayon, ang ginawa ni David, imbis na patayin si King Saul, humiwa ng kapraso sa robe ni Haring Saul bilang katibayan na naroon si David pero hindi niya pinatay si Saul. Ito yon, verse 5. Afterward, David was conscience-stricken for having cut off a corner of his robe. Nakonsensya na kagad si David. Kita niyo yung puso niya. Okay, bakit? He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do such a thing to my master. 
the Lord's anointed, or lay my hand on him, for he is the anointed of the Lord. Now, what made David decide not to kill King Saul? Ano yung dahilan? Kasi alam nyo, sinasabi natin, na ang aksyon ng isang tao ay refleksyon ng kanyang pananaw patungkol sa Diyos. Nandiyan po kayo? Kung ang isang bagay pinagbabawal ng Panginoon, gagawin nyo ba? Hindi kayo makasagot. Ano? Pag isang bagay pinagbabawal ng Diyos, gagawin nyo ba? Siyempre hindi. Sabi niya, the Lord forbid. Pinagbabawal ng Panginoon na gawin ko ang bagay na yan. Ngayong patayin siya dahil inilalagay ko ang bata sa aking mga kamay. Ano yung ibig ko sabihin? Ano ang kanyang consideration? Okay? Una, pinagbabawal ng Panginoon. Bakit? The Lord's anointed. Sabi niya, si Haring Saul ay the Lord's anointed. Now, ibang-iba yung anointing na tingin natin ngayon. Pag sinabing anointed sa panahon natin, iba. Sa panahon ngayon, iba rin yung ibig sabihin ng being anointed. Ano ang kaibahan? Sa ating panahon, sinabing anointed yan, ang taong yun ay may kinakasihan ng Santong Spirito, nabaptize ng Holy Spirit, and being used by God mightily to serve God. Maring pagka nag-pray siya sa may sakit, yung may sakit gumagaling. Pagka siya ay nangaral, ang tao ay tumatanggap sa Panginoon. Kapag ka siya ay nalalangin, sumasagot ang Diyos sa panalangin. That's anointing. That is available for all believers. Sabi niyo, all believers. Who among you has the anointing of God? Raise your hands. Sana po naiintindihan yung sinabi ko, all believers. Okay? Once you receive Christ in your heart, a certain portion of God's anointing is upon you. Amen? Now, pag sinabing anointed, no, the Lord's anointed, ibig sabihin, someone who is in a position of authority. So, iba yung pagkaunawa sa anointing noon, sa anointing ngayon. Okay? Noon, pagka nakita isang tao nasa position, ang tawag doon, the Lord's anointed. Okay? It can be spiritually or because he was or he is in that position of authority. Now, balik na doon kanilang kalagayan ni King Saul. Si King Saul, wala na ang Espiritu ng Diyos sa kanyang buhay dahil sa kanyang kasalanan, pero hindi pa siya inaalis sa office of the king. Magkaiba yun. Okay? Si David naman, may kingly anointing na, pero wala pa siya sa office of the king. Do you see the difference? Now, bakit ganun? Bakit din nung tinanggal ng Panginoong anointing kay King Saul, bakit hindi pa siya inalis kagad sa office of the president or office of the king? Bakit pinalayagan ng Diyos na manatili doon? You know why? Tingin kayo sa akin. Why? Why? It is because that is a test to David. David must learn to wait for his time. He already received the anointing and he knew in his mind and in his heart that time will come that he will be king but he must learn how to wait patiently. And be willing to undergo the process of refining his character. You know what? Before God will promote you, God will refine your character. And that is even more important than the breakthrough that you are going to receive from Him. Sometimes we are just so concerned about the blessing. We are concerned about a higher position or higher compensation. God is more concerned about your higher standard of character than anything else. Kaya pinayagan ng Diyos para padaanin si David, itest yung kanyang karakter at ma-refine pa yung kanyang karakter. Minsan ayaw natin yung, alam nyo ba yung halaman, bago yan lumago ng gusto, tinatabasan muna, tinatanggal yung mga dilaw na dahon, 
yung mga pangit na bagay. Kung yung halaman magsasalita, ano kayo sasabihin? Hoy, kanina ka pa dyan? <laughs> Magagalit siya sa adult, tinitriman mo. Pero hindi niya alam, para sa kanya yun. That's exactly what was happening in the life of David. God allowed it to happen in his life because God would like to mold his character and to still test him. And David responded the right way. May valid reason yung mga sundalong sabihin sa kanya, David, boss, andyan dyan si King Saul, itinan yung araw na ipinangako sa inyo. Hindi ba pinangako ni Lord sa iyo na lahat ng mga kaaway mo, lilipuli niya, dati bibigay niya sa iyong mga kamay, ito na yun, kasi natutulog si Haring Saul. It was so tempting, right? It was really so tempting, but David's character surfaced. Lumabas yung tunay na karakter ni David. Why? Because ang ultimate consideration niya ay si Lord. Not necessary soul, but the Lord. The Lord forbid that I should do such thing. Now let me ask you, when you make decision, do you consider the Lord? Or do you consider your own welfare? There are people who will consider money, who will consider honor, who will consider higher position than the Lord Himself. But I have heard several people, especially believers, refusing an offer because their ultimate consideration is God Himself. If God forbid, I don't like it. God must be our ultimate consideration. Why? Because if you know that God is your protector, you have to be secure with where you are right now. If you know that God is your protector, God will protect not just yourself, but even the things that you love, even the things that you have, and the things that God has given you, God will also protect them. That's why our consideration, our ultimate boss, is none other than God Himself. Amen? Now, the Lord's anointed. Kasi hindi pa siya tinatanggal ni Lord sa posisyon. Sino ang naglagay kay Haring Saul doon? Mga tao, tama. Pero the grace of God operated in honor na rin ni Lord. Okay, so madali salita, at the end of the day, tao man ang naglagay doon, pinayagan na rin yun ni Lord. Now, sino ang ultimate thing mag-aalis sa kanya? Si Lord. Pwedeng gamitin din ang tao para alisin siya, pero at the end of the day, the Lord will be the one to remove him into that position. And that, habang hindi nangyayari, David respected the decision of God. At yun importanteng bagay. Maring hindi karapat-dapat si Saul sa respeto at paggalang. But David decided because he decided to preserve his life dahil ang consideration niya ay si Lord mismo. Ang sabi ron sa verse 7, with these words, David sharply rebuked his men. So ginamit niya yung leadership influence niya. Para ano? Para sabihing huwag niyong patayin si King Saul. He rebuked his men and did not allow them to attack Saul. And Saul left the cave and went his way. Now, yung ganitong action ay pinakita ni David na hindi niya pinatay itong si King Saul. Anong action yun? He responded based on mercy. Remember nung nagpipray si David, have mercy. Dalawang beses niya sa kanyang panalangin, ginamit yung salitang mercy. Naiintindi niya ng mercy na ibibigay ng Panginoon it's like also the word grace, although may differences sila, but in essence, they are actually the same. All of us receive mercy from God. We are worthy of judgment. We are worthy of death penalty. 
But what, because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross, tumanggap tayo ng mercy, hindi na natin matanggap yung judgment. Hindi natin matanggap yung eternal death. Are you there? Now, si David inextend niya yung mercy kay Saul. If I receive it freely, why should I not give it to others? Does it mean that we stop seeking justice for ourselves if you are a victim of injustice? You can still seek justice for yourself provided that you know as well in your heart how to forgive people and how to extend mercy. You balance justice and mercy at the same time. Diyan po ba kaya? Now, ito yung puso ni David. Palagay nyo kinatuwaan siya ng Panginoon. Anong sitwasyo sa buhay natin na po pwede nyo i-extend yung mercy sa ibang tao? Parang niloko kayo, humingi ng kapatawaran sa inyo. How would you respond to that? You may ask for restitution, but you must also learn how to provide your forgiveness. That's also the same as mercy. You try to weigh whether the person has the ability to return it back to you. Because sinasabi nga natin, really, life is not fair. And most of the time, it's not really fair. But if we know that God is a living God and He's in control of everything, we know that we find our security and protection from Him. Amen? Now, pangalawang bagay is He believes that God is His vindicator. The God who upholds the truth and justifies the righteous. Siya yung Diyos na nagtataas ng katotohanan at ng mga matutuwid na rin. And at the same time, nagpapawalang sala sa mga taong matutuwid. Now, Ito yung sinabi niya sa may verse 2. I cry out to God most high, to God to, to God most high, to God who vindicates me. Sabi natin, vindicates. So naniniwala siya na si Lord ang mag uphold sa kanya. Okay? Now, tingnan natin story sa verse 10 to 11 ng 1 Samuel 24. This day, you have seen with your own eyes how the Lord delivered you into my hands in the cave. Now, tingnan natin, ang sinario rito si David, kausap niya si King Saul. Okay? Dumistan siya si David nung magising sila King Saul. Nung sila'y malayo na, tinawag ni David yung pangalan ni King Saul. At siya ay yumuko at nagpakumbaba, iginalang pa rin niya yung pagiging hari ni King Saul. At ito yung kanyang sinabi. This day you have seen with your own eyes how the Lord delivered you into my hands in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but I spared you. Sabi sa akin ng mga sundala ko, patay na kita, Haring Saul, pero hindi kita pinatay. I will not lay my hand on my Lord because He is the Lord's anointed. Sabi ng verse 11, See my father, look at this piece of your robe in my hand. I cut off the corner of your robe, but I did not kill you. See that there is nothing in my hand to indicate that I am guilty of wrongdoing or rebellion. I have not wronged you, but you are hunting me down to take my life. Look at these words of David. It was his response. Hindi niya pinagbantaan si Haring Saul. Saul! King Saul! Hindi kita pinatay ngayon. I will let you go. Pero huwag ka nang muli pong magpapakita sa akin. Mata mo lang walang latay pag nagpakita ka pa sa akin. Walang sinabing ganun si David. Andiyan po kayo. He respected him still as a king. And I say that's actually grace. Eh? Giving some, somebody something that he does not deserve. He does not reserve respect, but David gave it to him anyway because still, God was not removing him in his position as king. 
Hindi pa siya tinatanggal ni Lord eh. At ang sabi niya, see that there is nothing in my hand to indicate that I am guilty of wrongdoing or rebellion. Yun yung rason niya kung bakit niya tinabas yung robe ni King Saul para ipakitay. See, may pong opportunity. Nakalapit ako sa iyo eh. Pwede na kitang patayin eh. Pwede na kitang gilitan ng liig. Gustong gusto ko na nga eh. Parang kayo, misa ganun kapag makikita ka, no? ang kaaway mo, pag nakita mo, gusto mo sabunutan. Kahit lalaki ka, gusto mo siya sabunutan at kurutin. Ha? Well, sa totoo lang, ako nga in-experience ko, na, 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 naragabiado ako eh. Naiisip ko, ano kaya sasakyan ito? Paano kaya kung gasgasin ko lahat yung parte ng sasakyan niya at butasin ko lahat yung gulog? Di ba pagkagalit ka, yun ang bugso ng damdamin mo eh. Parang gusto mong gumante Pero hindi yun ginawa ni David. He preserved the purity of his heart. Therefore, his response was actually based on righteousness. Naging matuwid pa rin siya sa harapan ng Panginoon. Can you still do good things to your enemies? Nangutang sa inyo, hindi kayo binayaran. Nung makita ninyo, blinis nyo pa. Parang hirap ano? It's hard. But David responded in a positive way. He responded in righteousness, which is very difficult nowadays. It would take really the grace of God in our hearts to forgive and to even do good things to bad people. Yung bang prinsipyo na sinampal ka sa kaliwa, tapos ang ginawa mo, binigay mo pa yung kanan, ano ka, sinuswerte? Di ba? Walang ka... Binigay, sinampal mo na yung kaliwa, bibigay ko pa yung kanan. But if we understand the principle of being mentioned by Jesus Christ in the Bible, it has something to do with those people who hurt us, nakasakit sa atin, may ginawang pangit sa atin, yet ibibless mo pa. There are so many wives today victim of injustice ng kanilang sariling mga asawa. Hindi ko na hope kasabi pa yung istorya yung nakikita ko sa television dahil nakikita nyo na rin. Kita nyo na, tumatawa-tawa kayo dyan. Kayo, mahilig kayo sa showbiz, ha? Di ba? In hostage, tapos nag-uunahan ng pag-withdraw sa bank account, ng joint account kasi nila yun. Unahan sa pag-withdraw. Eh, paano kung yung babae, alibaw, mas malaki yung naipon, tapos na-withdraw lahat ng lalaki dahil end or yung account? Di ba, in- injustice yun? There are so many marriages today, yung either yung lalaki yung babae, biktima ng inhustisya, sa kanilang marriage mismo. So, ang application nito, hindi lamang upang national, kundi personal sa buhay natin. But David responded in righteousness. And do you think God at that moment was observing? The eyes of the Lord ran it to and fro to show himself strong to those whose heart is faithful to him. Ang mata ng Diyos ay gumagala parot parito para ipakita ang kanyang lakas sa mga taong ang puso ay matapat sa Diyos. In every action that we take, baka ganun lang si Lord, pinapanood ka niya, tinitignan niya ang laman ng ating puso. Kaya siya rin ang magbibindicate sa bawat isa sa atin. He is going to prove to people that we are right. He is going to uphold our cause because He is the righteous judge. He is the righteous upholder. Siya isang matuwid. At alam ni David, that as, a, as God, as His vindicator, is a righteous judge. Sabi natin, righteous judge. Isa siyang matuwid na hukom. 
Isa siyang matuwid na upholder. Itataas ka niya. Hindi ka niya pababayan. Once ang puso mo ay malinis at ikaw ay inusenta sa kasalanan. Ang sabi ng pangako ng sa Hebrews 10.3, For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge His people. Alam nyo, napakahi, isang napakahirap sa kalagayan natin, yung bang sinisirahan ka halimbawa, tapos hindi mo idedepensa yung sarili mo. Kasi kadalasan, kapag ikaw ay sinirahan, ang tendency mo, idepensa mo sarili mo, o kaya ikaw ay makipag-away. Pati sinasabi mo, pangit ako. Tingnan mo nga, tingnan mo nga, mukha ba akong pangit? E kung sabihin, oo, ipaya ka. Sometimes people will accuse our tendencies to defend ourselves. You know what? Kapag hindi mo na-depensa ang sarili mo, si Lord na mag-depensa sa'yo. Alam mo, kadalasan, ito, tandaan nyo ito, kadalasan sa mga may insecurity sa loob ng isang kumpanya, isang korporasyon, yung mga taong walang significant accomplishment sa kanilang trabaho, they are just doing their ordinary daily routine. The minimum. They are just doing it. Wala talaga significant accomplishment Ang greatest accomplishment nila ay yung siraan yung kapwa nila empleyado na nagpe-perform. Yeah. Yung mahilig bumulong sa boss. Boss. Ako yung CR. Ganyan yan. Ganyan ginagawa niyan. Rugi tayo dyan. Eh yung boss naman, kung walang tamang paninindigan, oo oh, nga, no? Oo, oo lang. Ayan, si, si Glenn, boss. Ah, alam mo, si Glenn, ganyan yan eh. Kasi eh, Pero ewan ko ba, wala namang kakayanan niya. Bakit nalagay yan sa posisyon na yan? Yun na yung accomplishment nila. Because kung ikaw ay may yung significant accomplishment sa kumpanya, you don't have to destroy others for you to be promoted because magiging evident yung accomplishment mo. Amen? Pag ikaw may a significant accomplishment and success sa kumpanya, hindi mo kailangan magsalita at magyabang. Because your performance will speak for itself. Kaya kadalasan ng mga insecure, yung mga taong may hiling bulong ng bulong sa boss at ang binubulong naman, yung kasiraan ng kanilang mga kapwa-empleyado, huwag kayong mag-alala, ang kanilang panahon ay darating din. Amen? God will be the one to vindicate us. Amen? Praise God. Now, pangatlo, He look at God as His Savior. The God who saves and delivers us from trouble and takes care of our enemies. So, hindi lamang niya tayo nililigtas. God will take care of them. Sino yung naninira sa inyo? Nagdi-discourage sa inyo? God will take care of them. Huwag kayong mag-alala. Hindi nyo kinakailangan dungisan ng inyong mga kamay. Hayaan yung si Lord ang kumilos. The time for accounting will come. Ano sabi ng verse 3? He sends from heaven and saves me, rebuking those hot, who hotly pursue me. God sends forth His love and His faithfulness. If you believe that God is faithful in everything that He does, you will really entrust yourself to Him. If you know that you don't have to defend yourself because God will be the one to defend you, you will just put your trust in Him. And Lord, You are my Savior. You are in control. Whenever you look at Jesus Christ in your anointed imagination, always look at Him as someone sitting on the throne. Why? When you see the throne, you see that's the seat of power, seat of authority. Ibig sabihin, the one sitting there is the one in control. Tama? Never at any time na si Jesus ay nawala doon sa trono. He has always been and will always be in the throne, in the seat, on the seat power and in control of our lives, whether individually or corporately. 
If you know that God is in control, you will fully entrust yourself to Him as your Savior. Lord, Ikaw aking tagapagligas, ilalayo mo ko sa lahat ng mga gustong mambiktima sa akin, and at the same time, you will take care of them. I don't need to use my hands to defend myself because you will be the one to defend me. Sabi ng 1 Samuel 24, verse 12 and 15, ito yung sabi ni David. This is the way he responded. Sabi niya kay King Saul, May the Lord judge between you and me, and may the Lord avenge the wrongs you have done to me, but my hand will not touch you. Wow! Alam nyo ba na yung prayer na yun, mabigat yan? Huwag nyo basta-bastang gagamitin sa prayer yan kung kayo hindi malinis. Kasi sabi nito, May the Lord judge between you and me. Kung ikaw medyo guilty ka, magsisi ka na lang. Ha? Subuko ka na lang kay Lord, napasawarin mo ako. Hingin mo lang yung mercy ni Lord. Kasi yung prayer na yun, mabigat yan. May the Lord judge between you and me. And may the Lord avenge the wrongs you have done to me, but my hand will not touch you. At sabi ng verse 15, May the Lord be our judge and decide between us. May He consider my cause and uphold it. May He vindicate me by delivering me from your hands. And indeed, David was actually delivered by the hands of God. Why? Dahil yun ang paraan ng pagbivindicate ng Panginoon. The attack may come from every side or from all sides. But it will not come to you because the Lord will be your Savior. Iingatan tayo ng Panginoon. Ang sabi pa ni David sa kanyang response na ito, ito ang response na batay sa kanyang pagtitiwala sa Diyos. Kapag hindi ka nagtitiwala sa Diyos, hindi mo sasabihin yung mga salitang yun. Ang Diyos na ang humatol sa mamagitan sa atin. Alam nyo, ganito yan eh. Alam ba ako si David? Okay? Buon naroon si King Saul. Maring iniisip ni Saul, it's just the issue between us. Anong ginawa ni David? He brought God in the midst of that conflict. Do you involve God in your battle? Or, Lord, dyan ka lang muna, huwag mong pakilaman ito sitwasyon ko, labang ko to. Do you say that to God? Lord, hindi mo, hindi sa'yo to, akin to, akin to, ako nang bahala dito. He involved God, sir, may the Lord judge. May the Lord be our judge. And decide between us. So, pinasok niya si Lord sa gitna. Mga kapatid, in all of our endeavors, in all of our transactions, in our dealings, in our relationship with men, God must always be involved. And He should be involved. Tama? Because if God is involved, He will take care of the situation. God knows kung sino yung offenders, alam din ni Lord kung sino yung biktima. <coughs> Sabi ni David sa Psalm 7.10, My shield is God most high, who saves the heart, the upright, in heart. Sabi ng Psalm 142 verses 5 to 6, ito yung prayer niya. It's also related doon sa situation. I cry to you, Lord, I say, you are my refuge and my portion in the land of the living. Listen to my cry, for I am in desperate need. Rescue me from those who pursue me, for they are too strong for me. Si David, I'm pretty sure, dahil sa isang sundalo, malaki katawan niya. Could you imagine isang lalaking matipuno, malaki katawan, tapos umiiyak sa Panginoon, parang baby. I cry to you, Lord. Parang hirap intindihin, right? Pero sino rito yung mga lalaki na kasubok na kayong umiyak kayo na parang bata sa harapan ni Lord? Wala. Sabi ko na ba, wala eh. O pinapawisan lang yung mga mata niyo. It is alright. Because we are crying out to God. Noon, pag binabasa ko yung Book of Psalms, 
At nakikita ko puro I cry, I cry. Sabi ko napaka-corny naman ito. Lahat na lang si David puro I cry, I cry. Kasi hindi ko iniintindi kung bakit yun yung awit na nalikha because may istorya pala lahat ng book. Sa book of Psalms from 1 up to the last chapter doon, may istorya pala yun. May nangyayari sa kanya. Sa ganito, ikaw ba naman ang habulin ng tatlong puno, anong tatlong puno, tatlong libong sundalo at nangangalibang buhay mo? Hindi ka ba iiyak kay Lord? Ay isang tao nga lang naghahabul sa iyo, natatakot ka na. He was expressing his childlike faith before God. At yun ang inahanap ng Panginoon. David put his trust in God. To whom do we put our trust? Kailan ba tayo nagtitiwala? Titiwala ba tayo sa sarili natin? Sa koneksyon? Sa pera? Sa posisyon? Sa kaibigan? O nagtitiwala tayo sa Diyos? In every conduct, in every transaction, we should always express that God, to God we put our trust. Amen? In the life of Jesus Christ, He also experienced injustice. Sabi ng 1 Peter 2, 21 to 24, to this, you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in His steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in His mouth. When they hurled insults at Him, He did not retaliate. Hindi raw siya gumante. When He suffered, He made no threats. Instead, He entrusted Himself to Him who judges justly. Paano nag-respond si Jesus sa injustices? Hindi siya nag Instead, He gave His mercy to the people. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Nagpatawad pa siya. Hindi siya nag-threats. Hindi niya sinabi nung siya nasa krus. Kumanda kayo. Babalikan ko kayo. Hintayin niyo lang na mabuhay ako. Lilipulin ko lahat kayo. Wala siyang sinabing ganun. He made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. Father, in your hands, I commend my spirit. Diyan po kayo. You see, the example of Jesus, he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin, to sins and live for righteousness. It was the righteousness of Jesus that he gave to us. That's why we receive that righteousness from Him because Jesus Christ Himself lived for righteousness. Therefore, we ourselves, a recipient of that righteousness, we can be righteous before God by His grace. Ito po, mga kapatid, ang ginawa ng Panginoon. At sabi roon, by His wounds, you have been healed, both physically and spiritually. Nasaktan man kayo, you can be healed. Emotionally, even financially, probably you were hurt. Spiritually, you were hurt. But Jesus Christ will remain to be your healer because one time in Jesus, He experienced a great injustice that caused His life and yet He extended His mercy and forgiveness. He lived righteously and He transferred His life to the Father God. Same thing that we do. Today, ano man yung sitwasyon ninyo, why don't you entrust that to God? Pagkatiwala ko ninyo sa Diyos. You don't even have to lift a finger to fight against your enemy because God will fight your battle. He is our vindicator. He is the great God who is in control of everything. And if you will just put your trust in Him, God will take care of us.
We hope you were inspired by that message. Watch out for more updates on coming events in our website at www.victoryalabang.org. You can also be part of the family by liking us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang and following us on twitter.com slash victoryalabang. Thank you and stay connected.